0: It used to be the theme song to the rumor mill. Now I think I'm going to make it the theme song to Rulaska Thoughts. We're talking today about... Uh, I'm, I'm also changing the scope. Just go with me. Rulaska Thoughts. you guys heard that music, it was the theme song to the rumor mill, but now we're going to be using it for the revamped... What's, what's so funny? I shouldn't even call it a revamped Rulaska Thoughts. It's going back to the original roots of Rulaska Thoughts, where I, Joe Batanz, give deeper introspection, thought, and insight into the themes of RuPaul's Drag Race. Today we're going to be talking about the most obvious thing, which is the uh, argument between Brita Filter and Aiden Zane. We're going to look at that. We're going to examine it and see how it relates to our own lives right here on the uh, Rewasker Thoughts. You know, it's um, <clears throat> so just a brief sort of recap, just to sort of get things out of the way is it's, it's been interesting to watch this Brita Filter, Aiden Zane drama and how Brita Filter's come out sort of the loser in all of this because I don't think anyone likes either person. Believe it or not, there are some people who genuinely like Aiden Zane. I know Laurie, I think, is a big fan. But I'm wondering, as I think this out, how much of this is there are people who will like someone because they're being bullied and not necessarily because of their drag aesthetic. Uh, I think the case in point here, which is funny because Adam Burns brought up this uh, point uh, on uh, throwing down, which is, you know... um, there's a lot of there there are a lot of similarities between Roxy Andrew and Jinx. I mean the the obvious difference is that Jinx is very talented and showed that along the way. But at the base root of the whole thing is when you look at it just as a singular moment is you have a more experienced, more traditional drag queen angry because the judges seem to be favoring uh, a less experienced drag queen. And I I would it's so funny because when you look at the drag queens who are on there, including Britta Filter, I and mean, one of the things you could say a lot about a lot of them is uh to hearken back to one um Sasha Bell, aka um what's her new name? Not Doc McStuff, it's a new name. Um Snatch McGee, or I don't know. It's a funny name or whatever it is uh she came in saying that she had st- that she was a big fan of RuPaul's drag race had studied RuPaul's drag race and because she had studied it ha- uh had a better chance at winning the competition the problem the problem The problem was Sasha Bell lacked any sort of discernible talent that we could see at the time. I know there are people who are big Sasha Bell stands now and who say, oh, you know, she should try it again or whatnot. I don't know. Frisbee Jenkins. It just came to me. I didn't even type it in. I was just sitting here and Frisbee Jenkins came to mind. Her new name is Frisbee Jenkins. Anyway, uh, but what's funny is you know season six let's go back to there, because there's a lot there's a lot of instructional stuff here <clears throat> to, to to make my what i'm saying what i'm the argument i'm about to make is that the show made fun of uh frisbee jenkins nay sasha bell because she went on there and said she had cracked the code so to speak Yet, I believe in subsequent seasons, there are girls who may not uh, announce that they've cracked the code, but have studied Drag Race, are students of Drag Race, and um, know how the game is played in theory, Okay, and may have cracked the code. The comparison I was going to make is the show often does this, where they make fun of somebody, and then actually the queens land up Celebrating this is if you remember, and I've brought this example up many times. Is Magnolia Crawford on season six? She was in, I believe, batch number one or two. I don't know where because Kelly Mantle's in the other one. Um, I believe she's in batch two. She, Magnolia Crawford. Uh, said that she was only on the show... She didn't really care about winning. She was only on the show to gain publicity. And all the other girls... Po- oh my God, can you believe she said that? That's the reason she came on the show. They were like, you know, whispering among themselves. Meanwhile, maybe not that season, but once people saw for that season and season seven, oh shit, just being on the show and going... The farther you go, the better you can charge. Because... Seasons five, six, and seven, maybe you can even throw an eight there, but definitely those three seasons, those queens were right place, right time, in that the drag was capturing sort of the attention of the gay folk, I mean, it's obviously a gay thing, but they were it had captured their attention and people were willing to go pay to see them and it lured it turned out it could be a lucrative business afterwards if you were on RuPaul's Drag Race and it 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 was just the the intersection of that happened right then and so those girls five six and seven girls were able to reap the benefits financially of being on RuPaul's Drag Race and i think in my opinion that was the apex of that uh financial boom i mean the girls still get it but i think the bump is there's diminishing returns and i think case in point is i wouldn't be surprised if this coronavirus has put a big setback in that we'll see what happens next season but the point i'm making is that these girls they the show and the girls laugh at something i.e frisbee jenkins i.e. Magnolia Crawford, and what they go on the show and announce, but they quietly take that into consideration and really use it. So what we're talking about right now is strategically playing the game based on what they learned on previous seasons. And Anyway, what's funny is I'm going to that to think, you know, there's the famous axiom those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, And I I probably didn't get that exact, but you got the idea, is Britta Filter, I'll use her full name, not realizing that she is Roxy Andrews and she's painting Aiden Zane to be the Jinx monster. And I'm going to tell you right now both of them are the poor man version of their counterpart. So uh, Britta Filter is the poor man's Roxy Andrews. She's not as good at the game. She's not as good at the competition. She's not. I can't speak to her drag, but, but from what I've seen, it's not very. It's not, it's not as good as Roxy Andrews. The one thing, if you are a, even if you are a Roxy Andrews hater, is that bitch can turn a look. And Aiden Zane wants to be as quirky. As Jinx, and perhaps she is, but she's not even nearly half as talented. So the difference is, the talent level for both of these girls is not to the level of Roxy and Jinx. But Britta is playing that role. Now, I do believe, and this is where Britta might be getting the shit end of the stick, and probably what her ego is telling herself right now as this happens, is sherry pie i'm sure played some sort of role in this but we'll never know what it is because they had to diminish sherry pie's role okay so now britta is taking the full brunt of the editors making her seem to be this nasty person for instance if you think about untucked sherry pie doesn't even offer a peep doesn't even speak now we both know from what we can gather, Sherry Pie, I think, has strong opinions, but we don't hear them. So, uh, again, like I said, Brita Filter could be shown to be um, bearing the brunt of of this, but I, I I don't look knowing what I know, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. So, what's what's what I've thought about over the past few days. And I want you guys to think about this um, as well. Is how often are we the Sherry? not Sherry Pie. How often are we the Britta, and how often are we the Aiden? Because I know in my life I've been both. Okay, I know in my life I've been both, and I strive to be neither. But there have been times where I am often the odd man out. You know, I live in Los Angeles. It's a, it's a city full of beautiful people, but it's also a city full of shallow people who only care about what it, have you done lately. And what you can do for them. So if you offer no sort of social currency, they may be nice to you and kind to you, but they don't hold you in the highest esteem because you don't bring anything to them. You know, I have some a, a, a few successful friends in Hollywood, and one of the grossest things I mean, it happens to this day with people that I know, is is this sort of the sort of gross part of success and power and whatnot is and we've even seen it on the show i'll talk about it in a second is everything that person says is brilliant and wonderful and every time that person tries to be funny he or she is funny and every like it's just everyone just kisses their ass because that person has the power i'm in a couple of text threads where there are successful hollywood people in them and I could write the funniest fucking joke and no one says a goddamn thing, right? And yet one of these people just writes, not even that it's, I'm not, I would even say not even unfunny, but it could be unfunny. I wouldn't even measure to say unfunny. I would just say, meh, Right? and everybody is tripping over themselves ha 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 oh my god this is so funny this is classic oh this is great and like whatever that person writes is just perfect wonderful beautiful and looks like linda evangelista and it's gross and you know that these girls do it when rupaul goes in there and makes her corny dad jokes and they're all like falling over themselves laughing at rupaul's dumb jokes now look i doubt i mean i'm sure they do on a purpose already but like I'm sure a lot of that is producer-driven, too. But, uh, but yeah, I can tell many stories when I'm with these people and because I don't... Look, I happen to know successful people in Hollywood, but it doesn't mean I'm successful in Hollywood at all. And you know what's funny? I know we're going on... This is Rulaska Thoughts. So just bear with it. I don't even know if I necessarily want to be successful in Hollywood. I think there was a time when I thought I wanted to be. And I can tell you, as someone who has a front-row seat, okay... Let me tell you, dear listener, someone who has a front row seat, all the, gr- whatever you do for a living, right? Whatever you do for a living, especially you have a job where you work for other people or you work for a boss or you have anything like that, all the horrible things that come with that exist in Hollywood as well. You still have a boss, and you still have shitty bosses and you still have to deal with shit and the same the same corporate bullshit and the same bullshit that you deal with at your job the current job you have now does not go away there are always stupider people who are your your, your superiors there are people who think they know better it's, uh, all the, sh- you run into the same shitty people. In fact, I would say, look, so, so the flip side is though, uh, if you're successful in Hollywood, you're rewarded much more handsomely financially. And there are other perks. Like I told you, everyone just thinking you have the funniest jokes of all time and stuff. So that exists. Okay. I'm not going to lie, but the problem is because this career in Hollywood is seen as, uh, 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 a goal that people not everybody but a lot of people uh aspire to the people in, there are a lot more sharks in that industry and a lot more awful gross people so there's the, the the takes and the good the gives and the takes are much wider and more extreme so the truth is and it's so funny is that because i have some friends who are have some success everything they say is perfect beautiful wonderful natural but if you don't offer anything you are uh not pariah but vermin i've i've been there i think i've told par- stories on this show where i've been at dinner dinner parties and they're all having a conversation that is so vapid about let i remember the one specific that i remember is they were having a fight about gun, not a fight an argument, a discussion about gun control. I believe it was right after Sandy Hook, right? And somebody said, made the point, like, I think they were trying to make a counter argument. Not counter they were trying to make the argument, like, that they would say, in theory, to an, uh, a gun uh, control uh, proponent, not a, a gun proponent, and the Second Amendment proponent, that they said uh, I would say to this person by the way these were british people who don't have guns in their country here talking about what they would say and, and they're in this you know mansion in Malibu with a bunch of liberals you know who all believe exactly what they believe right and they and they, they never interact that's the, this is the the reason i'm pointing this out they're from england where there's no guns all these people at the table and they're here in in Malibu with a bunch of left-wing people, which I happen to count myself among, and they all agree. So to them, it's just such common sense. They just, but there's no way that there's no, in no world are they encountering somebody from Mississippi or Alabama, or, you know, some even in, from the more r- rural parts of California. So they think, oh, I have the perfect, uh, like, uh, comeback to these NRA people. And they go, I would simply just tell them what, so what are you going to, um, so is it okay to, so where does it stop? Is it okay to have tanks? Is it okay to have rocket launchers? Is it okay to have, you know, your own grenades? And they were like, huh. and they were like chuckling like, as if that was, that was like, they're like, they were going to stop the, at the the gun proponents in their tracks. I'm like, and I I hadn't said anything and I chimed in and I said, they would say yes. I said, those people would say, yes, we should be allowed to have tanks and rocket launchers and grenades and landmines. They would say, yes. And they all looked at me as if I was like, not that the person, just other person shouldn't have a right. But like, I was this uninvited housekeeper who, how dare I chime in on this conversation and counter what they have to say. It was the weird, it was a gross moment. That always stayed with me you know they just looked at me and then they just carried on with the same conversation as if like who were you to speak so what I'm saying is and, and it's, it's even happened recently I have friends you guys might think like oh this is Joe from Afterthought Media and great bubba blue blue right my Hollywood friends think I'm like the biggest loser not loser I don't think I'm, they're my friends but they don't think of me they think they think of me as some sad pathetic person You know, not sad again. I'm I'm using the adjectives they would never use. They don't understand what I'm doing. It doesn't make any sense to them, so they're like, so they don't really ask that many questions about it, and they think it's just like like I'm doing CB radio or something. It's really odd. It's very bizarre. And they don't have any respect for it. And so I'm often, again, these are my friends. I wouldn't hang out with people who are mean to me. But it's treated as if I have, like, this, like, McDonald's job. It's very, very strange. I really don't know how to capture it. And maybe one day I'll explore it in depth. But the point is, I've been the Aiden Zane. Okay? I've been the Aiden Zane. I've been there. Okay? I've also been the Britta. You know, I've also been the Brita. I'm sure there are a lot of people who no longer support me on Afterthought Media or on Patreon who can point to many cases where I've been the Brita. It, it, um, it, it, but uh, but let's talk about that. You know, it's it's this thing with Britta where, and I, I think I talked about it with Laurie on the first response, but we didn't really get that into it on Drag Race Recap. Where Britta Filter is the most experienced person in the room, and or she's very, I mean, she, I, I know we make fun of her and whatnot, but clearly when she walked in the, the workroom, a lot of the girls did, oh my God, Britta's here. You know, like, she's clearly seen as that bitch in New York City, where New York City is considered right now, like, the capital of all these people from who won drag race have come from New York City, like... Obviously, New York City drag is seen as top tier drag. And if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere kind of thing. And she's a struggling in this competition because remember, I have this thing where I'm like, just because you're good at drag or great at drag or amazing at drag doesn't mean you're great at this competition. And it's a competition. And uh, I think that Britta Filter is learning that the hard way very quickly. That just because she's the queen of New York doesn't mean that she is going to just come in and slay this competition. It's a, it's a different beast. It's a different animal. And I think ruse talked about this. If you think you come in there understanding it, when you walk into the workroom, Britta Filter is no different than Aiden Zane, who's never done drag outside of her bedroom. Okay? But Britta doesn't realize that. And I think what happens is she, it goes backwards. I know Britta, I issued an apology this week and I don't have it in front of me, but maybe it touched on this, is you go in there, you think you're going to sweep the competition. Just sweep, just fucking nail it. And maybe she doesn't think she might win, but maybe she thinks, well, for sure I'll get very far. I'm the fucking queen in New York, right? And she's not doing well at all so far. She's been in the bottom several times and and I'm sure this hurts her ego. So then she looks around the room and she thinks where can because now there's this energy built up inside of her. Where is it going to go? It obviously, she's, her, her interaction with the judges is limited and she's smart enough to realize that um, she can't you know unleash that anger and resentment and hate self-hate at the judges she'll be thrown on her ass so she goes towards the weakest person who is aided and that's how bullying starts no one wants to be the bully it's when the person does not like themselves and doesn't like how they're feeling so they want to make someone weaker feel horrible so that that person feels horrible because it'll make them feel better if they make someone else feel horrible now i know britta isn't alone in making Aiden feel horrible. But I'm sure for a lot of these queens, it's very frustrating to see someone like a fierce bitch, looks-wise like Nikki Dahl, go home and Aiden doesn't. I'm sure it's very frustrating for them to see Rock Im Sakura, who they liked personally, very much, to go home and Aiden doesn't. Remember, they don't like Aiden personally, and they don't like her drag, and they just don't like her. Okay? And... It's, it, I'm sure it's very frustrating. It, Britta seems to be leading the pack. We don't know what Sherry Pye's reaction to all this was. We don't know what her role was. So, oh, I can't speak for her, but it does seem like Britta is leading the charge to take down Aiden Zane. And And, and so there is... Uh, and so why hasn't Britta learned from the past? Why hasn't... I'm very... That's the one thing I don't get. I would be the nicest, sweetest, kindest person on that show. Because I know there's the thing with the edit. And yes, the editors can do amazing things to make you look exactly how you want them to... How they want you to look. But you have to... For them to do that, you have to plant the seed in their brain first. In other words... I think it'd be very unusual if they took... What they're going to do is they're going to take your natural personality and then they're going to heighten it, okay? They're going to exaggerate what you've already given them and they're going to exaggerate that character to make it what they want to do to shape the story that they want. But they're not... I've never seen a case where they take someone who's super sweet and loving and make them an evil bitch or vice versa, okay? Well, that's not true. On the vice versa. I think they did do that with Violet. I think they they did their best to make Violet as likable as possible at the end of season 7. I think she was probably a bitch the whole time. Or at least learned the game and realized I should pretend to be nice at least. But my question to back to Britta is, when you were having this tantrum, what part did you think this is going to look great on TV and it's going to be on my side? It just doesn't make any sense. Now, this is coming from someone who this weekend just had a tantrum on the air, okay? And I can tell you, when you're on the air, when you've done it as, as long as I have, you tend to forget that you have a microphone in front of you, okay? I've forgotten now. Even now, I've been talking for 25 minutes, and I've forgotten that I have a microphone in front of me. And when you do it for as long as I have, you just do. And I got very frustrated. I think, now, this isn't a, a this job a tants. But on that show, I explained in detail what was going through my mind. If you want to hear it, then subscribe and download. But um, But let's just say there was a lot going on in my mind at that moment that I was not feeling good about. And so the tiniest little thing set me off and I had a fucking tantrum. Okay, and the same thing can be true said for Britta, is that Britta had a lot of emotions going through her, and that's the problem. And and this has been the theme for this whole season. Is we have to learn at the end of the day. Okay, I think I've said this in the show recently that someone told me recently. That Willem and Alaska, and I've been told also that this is a misinterpretation, but whatever, that Alaska and Willem have said that people who don't do drag should not do a podcast about drag race. Someone who else who heard the show said what they meant was that it was specific about that world of wonder started a drag race podcast and didn't and they had people who didn't do drag on that drag race podcast and here world of wonder has access to all these drag queens and that they should have them on that podcast all right and i agree with that they should right but but if they meant someone like me my answer is i am not and listen to the show look i hate talking about the the looks i am not talking about drag I am talking about a television show. I'm critiquing a television show. Okay? And uh in the same way, we have to realize we are watching a television show. And that these what we see is a, a, a team of editors and producers, their version of what happened. And at the end of the day, we're watching. Uh, a moment that has been cut and snipped and made to sound the best way possible okay and that the that the truth is not represented on the screen and that there are real people behind the drama and even the girls have come out to say it believe it or not and they've apologized to aiden after they watched untucked and i think we should remember that too for brita sherry pie we're not going to get to that we talked about forgiveness but then the way brit is behaving we've all maybe not been our best but you don't get it caught on camera when you haven't slept in days and you're tired and you've been in drag for hours and your balls and dick are stuffed up inside your body and you're not feel and drag race exposes your vulnerabilities like nothing else any reality show any competition reality show that's about what you do exposes your vulnerabilities and i'm not excusing britta but what i'm saying is We have, I mean, yes, she is the villain and root for whoever is not, root against the villain and blah, 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 that. But remember, there's a human being behind that. And remember, there's a human being. I know people are going to say, but there's a sexual, she's a sexual predator. I'm not dealing with that. I I am talking about a television show. And on that television show, that's what I am talking about. That is what we're presented. I am judging a television character on a television show. And we have to learn that we all can be We can be the Aiden, and we all can be the Britta. It just depends on the environment that we're in. And just remember, guys, at the end of the day, it's just drag. We'll see you next week.